Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be giving away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. Oh, it is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Tuesday morning on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. You've got Mike and Pete across the way, bogish with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time. We go, Taz, and we kick off this hour as we do each and every Tuesday morning. Let's get to a little pigskin pileup. It's now time for the pigskin pileup. Taz and Moose circle the wagons around the NFL. All right, Taz. Tom Brady, your favorite quarterback, the nation's favorite quarterback. Let's just call him America's quarterback. (laughs) That is what number 12 is up in the pair with the New England Patriots. And clearly, uh, you know, you referenced it, I believe, after the uh, Raven game um, where he looked uh, very, very frustrated. Uh, or I would say after yeah. Yeah. after this past game, I should say, down in Philadelphia against the Eagles, looked very frustrated after the game uh, about where this offense is right now. So Tom Brady, no, not feeling it. And the Patriot way usually is, by the time we hit this time of year as a coaching staff, they're starting to figure things out, right? Their whole thing is the first eight weeks of the year, if you talk to guys that are around that organization, they're kind of finding their way. They want right, to win right. games, yep. but they're they're not coming together as a team. Right around Thanksgiving, this time of year, they start to believe their team starts to come into focus about what they are. Now, defensively, they've been great. Offensively, not so much. Right. They, yeah, I mean, look, against the Eagles, yeah, they win the game 17-10, but uh, memory serves me. I mean, I, I think Edelman had more touchdown passes than, than Brady. <laughs> he had one. I don't think Brady had any, if, if memory serves me. So, you know, yeah, I, Brady just didn't look. The whole offense, it's just, I know he doesn't have the weapons like maybe in the past, but usually the, the MO with Brady is, you know, he doesn't need weapons. He makes weapons. You know, he's a weapon, but things are changing. And you said it first a while back here when we had Stinky on. Mark Stinky? Yes. yes. Yeah, we had Stinky on and um, we're dialed into him so much, we just call him by his nickname. Correct. Yeah, and you called, you said that to him, and he didn't really agree. Stinky was wrong. Moose was right. Right on that on that one. Yeah, right. I should, that should be up on the uh, on the 
right above the bed. That that was it. That was basically Stinky all I've been was writing wrong. with the NFL football. Moose was right. Right, exactly right. Get that engraved in wood. Right. And put it and frame it. Put it on, that's on it. your porch right above the washing machine. <laughs> the washing machine's gone. That's been two weeks. It was still there. I think a raccoon would have nested and created a hole at this stage. You got a little bear living in there, a little black bear. Yeah, imagine you open it up. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, here is Tom Brady last night. Westwood won. He does his usual halftime spot uh, with Jim Gray. Here he is talking about his frustration. Just part of how our season's gone. So I think there's a lot of things we talk about internally. You know, things that we see that we need to do to continue to try to improve, which I would obviously not say that publicly. Uh, I don't want to give our opponents any type of advantage. You know, we're going to have to just execute better than we did and better than we have. Again, like I said, we're 9-1. and one. We're in a decent position. Um, nine wins doesn't get you anything in this league. And we got a very tough game coming up against Dallas. So we're just going to have to try to do the best we can do. And our defense is playing great. Our special teams units playing great. They're keeping us in every game. And offensively, I've said we got to take advantage when we get opportunities in short fields. And we had a few of those yesterday and, and really didn't. And those are the ones that probably frustrate me the most. Well, I can understand that, Taz, and I'd like to know, and I have no idea, and there's no way anybody on our on our team could find that out right now at, at 7.04 Eastern time on a Tuesday morning. Oh, you'd be I want to know, historically speaking, Brady-led offense for the Pats inside the opponent 25-yard line, how many times they're running what they ran against the Eagles to score a touchdown. I mean, Taz, I might be able to count that on two fingers. Mm. You're saying, you're saying I'm in the red about the zone is usually... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how many? You usually you're running those, you know, uh, sure. option pass plays. That's the middle of the field. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to change momentum. Maybe you're outside the forty, something like that. I'm talking about you're in the red zone. Mm. You know, you're inside the 25, 20 yard line. You're going in. How many times do you think they take the ball out of Brady's hands at that stage yeah. and put in the hands of Julian Edelman? I know. And he makes the. I, I'm not knocking Edelman as an athlete or what he can do, but think about that. Like that tells you a lot mm. about where this Patriot offense is. Is that at that stage, at that place on the field, they they feel like they have a better chance of scoring with the ball out of Brady's hands and trying to deceive the defense rather than run a straight up offense. You and that, that was never the case. Never, never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever. <laughs> that says a lot. It does say a lot. Not very good observation by you, no doubt. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's different there. I mean I think not having Gronk is a big problem too, no for doubt. Him, especially in that red zone. A guy as big as he is and a connection with Brady and how good his hands are for a guy six foot seven. I heard him on one of the pregames. I think it was the Fox one. I don't know whoever the hell he yeah, was. He's on Fox, guy, yeah. He had a silly ass bow tie on. It was pretty funny looking, actually. Um he, th- he did. He had a bow tie. It, it, it looked ridiculous on him. And we you know, but anyway. Uh, uh yeah. So uh, but anyway, um <laughs> so uh <laughs> Who's distracting me on TV here? Uh, <laughs> no, you're, well, that's the... Uh, yeah, just don't, don't. Well, I'm not going to say anything. But, please don't, um, please don't, because I'm going to get angry Well, Gronk, is, Gronk has got a personality. Well, Supposedly, he's got a big announcement made yeah, today. Well, that's today. what I'm saying. He kind of teased something. Unless he was BSing. He said, he said on the... Maybe um, it's more work with CBD oil? They were, <laughs> they, were, I, they were talking about the Cowboys, and he alluded to the fact that... I don't know if it was Howie Long. He's on Fox, right? Is that what he's yeah, on? he's on Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes, uh, I think Howie Long said something to him. About the Cowboys, are you gonna go play for the Cowboys? You never know. You never know. Like he was, you know, like floating out there. Like, but I, I don't think that's where he's gonna go play. 
I think he's going to go back and play, I'm assuming. Unless it's just some goofy-ass announcement. You know, that's what this whole thing is. is a I, think it's a, I think you'd see here a little bit more. Do you know? I mean, they look like... I didn't he's see it. Did, did he look really thin? He looks lean. He looks like he's yeah. in really good shape, but he looks very lean. Right. right. So he's, he'd have to gain a lot of weight to get back in. I think yeah. someone said that if he made the decision... To, so if he made the decision to come back, it would take him basically three to four weeks to get to his weight to where he needs to get it no and get himself that. and get himself back into football shape. That says <laughs> he would not be ready to play right away. If he made the decision today, right. you're looking at four weeks from now that he'd be able to play in the NFL. I think he could do it in three weeks with no problem. He's just got to he'll just he'll back off a little bit on his cardio and and he'll just bring more calories into his diet. He's going to eat more protein. He's going to lift heavier in the gym. When you lift a little bit heavier, you could put on more size and thickness, especially a guy like him, roll a muscle memory in his body, on his body. And he's always been a thick, tall, you know, muscular guy, but, but you know, on a heavy, not heavy side, but, you know what I mean, not a, a, a lightweight guy. He'll put that weight back on that he needs, his playing weight, in no time. It's easy. It's yeah. easy. It's easier to gain it than to lose it. So... Because we'll just lift heavier, not just caloric intake, but lifting heavier. I think he'll play football again. I don't think he'll play this year. I think you're right. I think, I think he'll right. play football, but not. not you think it's the, for the Pats? Uh, I do as long as Brady's there. If yeah. Brady leaves, I think all bets are off. Man, I don't know. I feel like it's not going to be for the Pats. Maybe you're right. I mean, I, well, I, I hope well, not. well, I couched a little bit. I think if Brady, say if Brady calls it a career this year, for argument's sake, I'm not saying that's what I he's going to do. But say Tom Brady is like, I'm done. Uh, you know, I've accomplished enough. I'm done. Whatever. Say they unceremoniously lose in the postseason up in up in Foxborough, um, and say the Ravens take him out. And Brady is like, I- I've had enough. Uh, then I think all bets are off. Then I think Gronkowski could go play anywhere. But I think until that point, I think uh, at this stage, I think that so, uh, if Brady's there, I think Gronk goes back to the past. You feel because they're they're such a, such yeah, a good friendship correct. with those guys, yeah, and the connection on and the, the video, field. yeah, correct. The videos by the bus with the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, singing songs, kumbaya. Yeah. I love that one after the AFC uh, title. Side game. note, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Mike Basaglia, do you have barefoot going on right now? you have nothing on your feet? I have my slip-ons off. Can you t- throw your right foot towards the left, towards the right there? Stick your f- He's got no... Yeah, look at that. What's going on in there? Well, my slip-ons are off. They're down on the floor. Oh, hold on. I'm not going to touch the ground. Did you see that, Moose? Yeah, he's like, got no... Oh, what are you doing? Come on. That's are you crazy? Put something on your feet. You got to have socks, flip-flops, something. That's my, gross. I got my slip-on. All right. What is he doing? This guy's delivering food to people. I know. That's gross. <laughs> you ever walk up to someone's house barefoot? Here's your hamburger, I have not. sir. No, I have not. No. Dude, if you did that at my house, I'd sidekick you. I believe that. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, that's not stunning. How about the Vegas we go, Taz? Right. Um, well, listen. What do you want? Uh, we had some. Put the shoes back some, on. We had some mileage there in that one. That's did we? Move on. Yeah, <laughs> I think we did. I think we did. That's Going right. on. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is now your betting favorite to win the uh, MVP of the National Football League. I'll disagree with that. I'm not telling you that you're crazy to think that he could win it or it'll be a close vote. I still think Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks is the Ooh. MVP of the league up until this stage. That's where my vote, if I had a vote, that's where my vote would go. I'm not denying the fact that Jackson has made strides here in the MVP race or that it's closer than maybe it was two, three weeks ago. Don't disagree with that. But I do still think Russell Wilson from game one through now 11 weeks, I think Wilson's been the MVP of the league. Completely disagree. 
So I think that uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is the MVP for sure. Look, both teams, Seahawks, Ravens, same same record, 8-2. But that's not it. Uh, to me, it's about what wins games, right? What wins games when defenses have the right game prep and can execute that game prep against said offense. Okay, well, I think we all could agree that Lamar Jackson is the toughest guy, the toughest player, the toughest quarterback to game prep for for a defensive coordinator and defensive players throughout the NFL. Therefore, what his output, his performance, what he's done as a player, no knock on everything you said about Wilson is legit, correct. He's the man. He's that team. He's that Seahawk team. He is the guy. He's the reason why that's successful. But you can say the same thing about Lamar Jackson with the Ravens who sit in first place in the AFC North. Um, I just think it's about pre- preparation, Moose. I think it's this guy's a defensive coordinator's nightmare, Lamar Jackson. Where I don't think that's the case with Wilson. I think that he's he's tough to prepare for, but they've seen his movie before. They know how great he is. He executes, even though there's a lot of tape on him. I don't know. To me, the MVP right now as it stands would be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'll take the 23 touchdowns and two interceptions from Russell Wilson. I'll take the 256 yards on the ground and three scores. Um, what does Lamar Jackson have? No, Jackson, I think, has got 17 touchdowns through the air. Right. Um, he's got, I think, more touchdowns rushing than Russell Wilson does have. Um, I, I, I don't I don't think Russell Wilson's easy to prepare for. I, I think... I think Jackson's got a better offensive line. I think he's got a, a better ground game. Uh, I, I said it a couple weeks back. Uh, if you're asking me to start a team, I take Wilson above any other quarterback in the National Football League. I think he makes up for more deficiencies for the Seattle Seahawks than any quarterback in the NFL. Um, well, there's an opportunity here, Moose. Yeah. For some social media engagement. Sure. So I think that the social media team maybe should put the poll together. And who the audience feels should be the MVP. Sure, why not? You know, I think between those two Wilson awesome and Lamar players. Jackson, and right. Jackson is now the betting favorite out there in Vegas. Taz likes Lamar. I'll take Wilson. I think it's close, but I'd still take Russell Wilson right now uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. Mike, your opinion, you two, Pete, who, who's the MVP right now in your opinion? I'm going with Russell by a slight edge, but Lamar is closing the gap. Lamar Jackson, no question. All right. Without go. question from Bellotti. That's it. Without question. He's made his team so much better. Bottom line. And Wilson hasn't? R- Wilson has, but Lamar Jackson is, is coming along. It's coming on early. This is early in his career. No, he's been great. I'm not I'm not looking to knock Lamar Jackson. He's been great. He's been wonderful. There are two guys that are easy to root for, two likable characters, two likable personalities. Uh, there's nothing not to like about either quarterback. So... Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you about the talent and the skill set, Lamar Jackson. I just think Wilson's probably been a little bit better and made up for more um, issues on his team than Jackson has with Baltimore. But it's a close vote. I give you the offensive line point. That, that's a good point. I mean, there's a Jackson's got a better O line that he, helps matters. Yeah, you know? it does. Yeah, I mean, but Jackson's great. I mean, so I can I can un- and and listen. I think uh, Lamar is in. Is hot as anything when you look at guys around the league in terms of popularity tests. You mentioned it, you know, and, and Pete mentioned it as well. New kid on the block, not much expected. I think that helps Lamar Jackson in this instance as well. Uh, the fact that you come into the year after watching Jackson throw the football a year ago and say, he can't throw. Right, right, right. Because we saw it on tape, right? He couldn't right. throw, right? He was throwing, run the ball 24, 25 yeah. times a game. Yep, yep. They get exposed in the postseason by the Los Angeles Chargers, and you say, oh, you know, Jackson's good, but you can't win that way. 
And then when the stories come out in Baltimore, he's working on his throwing, working on his throwing. Work. And for me, and I said at the time, I'll speak for myself, said I got to see it. I think the fact that he has been this good throwing the football, I think also helps his case in terms of the MVP race as well. Because I think he has surprised a lot of people. I think his story with how many people didn't want him to, you know, didn't think he'd be a not didn't want, didn't think he'd be a quarterback in the National Football League, I think that helps Lamar Jackson as well. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, by the way, the uh, just side note, Moose, just so people know what's going on. It's pinned uh, to the Twitter, uh, at Taz and Moose, if you want to go vote. On if you agree with Moose that uh, Wilson should be the MVP uh, uh, of the uh, of the NFL, fine. If you agree with yours truly with Lamar Jackson being the MVP, go vote right there, uh, right now at Taz and Moose on the Twitter, uh, and you could have at it. It's going to be up there for another twenty three hours, and you could vote, and we will uh, tally the votes. Our team, as you know, Moose, they will work on these votes. And they will give you the results tomorrow on the air. Uh, the Panthers owner, Taz, said uh, not so fast in terms of maybe potentially Cam Newton coming back to Carolina. IR done for the year. We know Allen in a quarterback for Carolina. And has played relatively well. Um, and there was a thought process that Cam's career was done in Carolina. So the owner comes out yesterday and said he would not be opposed for Cam Newton to come back in 2020. Mm. You believe him? No. Do you? I do not. I don't believe me. <laughs> I don't believe me either. That, yeah. I, I also, I don't know. I, I don't think that, uh, what's his name, the kid they have in there now is, uh, I don't think he's the answer either, though. Um, they they got to figure this thing out here. Um, with Kyle Allen, I, he's good and stuff. I just don't think he's the future. We talked we talk about this last week about him being the future. I believe we did. As far as the overview of, of the Panthers with the QB situation. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, the Cam Newton thing's weird. It's just, I just think it's, it's caught up to him. He's really just banged up a lot and everything that's going on with his body. And you see these guys regress right away. It's sad, but it happens. I mean, so you got to know when to get out. I'm not saying that he should get out now, but maybe going somewhere else for Cam and gets his body right and he's a new fresh coat of paint instead of Carolina. Who knows? I mean, you never know. It, uh, you're right. Now, he, he, his season was lost at Liz Frank injury. He, uh, the owner, David Tepper, came out and said they can't make a decision on Newton until they know... Until the you know the uh, 2011 first overall pick is um, 100% healthy, Tepper also did uh, and told GM Marty Herney and told everybody else uh, that he will not accept long-term mediocrity. And this wow. is coming off a game has, and they've had a couple instances. They played well in Green Bay against the Packers in the snow and could have won that football game. Did right, not right uh, and had a chance to tie that game up late. They get destroyed at home by Atlanta on Sunday. I mean, not beat. They got destroyed. I mean, yeah. Atlanta absolutely embarrassed Atlanta's them. Atlanta's not a good team. And they're not a good team. But I'll tell you, they are a better team coming off that bye <laughs> week. I don't know what the hell they did. I know they changed some guys on that coaching staff, Taz. But aside from that, they have come out basically like their heads are on fire coming out of the bye week. They went down to New Orleans, beat up the Saints, um, and won, dominated that game. And then they go to Carolina on Sunday and absolutely embarrass a Carolina team that everyone expected the Panthers to get healthy on the Atlanta Falcons, saying that Saint game was a blip on the screen. I mean, they yeah. they they were so far better the better football team in that game it was not even close. Well, absolutely, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm going by looking at their record and all the losses the Falcons had in the middle of the year, but you know, getting um getting that dominant win as you just put it over Carolina was definitely impressive. In the week prior, getting a dominant win in New Orleans, in New Orleans, you know, in the Dome, man. That's crazy, right? So, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, 
I think that the, the, the Panthers got to figure it out. It seems like to your point with the coaching adjustments that the Falcons figured something out. And if we're segueing to that, let's let's see what they do uh, when Tampa when they host Tampa Bay, I believe, this Sunday. And Tua had successful surgery yesterday down in Houston, so we'll see exactly um, when he is back. But you know, we know the injury, the dislocated hip, Taz, right? The fracture to the posterior wall of that hip. Uh, you've heard a lot of people speculating, doctors speculate about what he'll be, when he'll be, and everyone heals a little bit differently. No one, no athlete is 100% the same, and we're all obviously rooting for Tua to get back on the football field and show his talents. Now, did you see the video of him the night before the surgery playing the ukulele? No. He's in the hospital room, right, getting ready for surgery, right, and he's playing, he's singing songs and playing a ukulele. Well, it's a PMA, positive mental attitude. And here is, here is Tua. Uh, take a listen. You sound good, boy. There you go. That's pretty cool. He's no Jack Johnson, uh, but you know Jack Johnson. Nobody could be Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, the man with the ukulele. Yes. Hawaii Jones, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's no Jack Johnson. But that's pretty good. Good good attitude. I'll tell you this, Daz. I don't know if I'd be playing the ukulele. No. You know, if I'm 21 years of age, my playing football playing career, you know, is in doubt. I'm facing major hip surgery. Yeah, I don't know if you. I'm singing a tune, playing a ukulele the no. night before the surgery. Are you? No, I'd be sitting in the corner of the room weeping and crying like a little <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> me and me both. This guy's playing a ukulele. I, I mean, know. You awesome. and me both. That's, yeah. I mean, you were talking about a great attitude, feeling yeah. good about yourself. I mean, that's, that's feeling good about yourself. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's just great stuff right there. Man, I got to get me a ukulele. Got to say it the right Can you way play first. any instruments? I played the trumpet, first trumpet, by the way, first string trumpet player in high school. Well, I know we talked about it. I, I was actually pretty good. Have you ever played the guitar? No. No, my uncle Bass? was a real good talk. No, no. Drums? We're going to go through every instrument here. Uh, no, I'm more of a brass, I, I'm not a woodwind, I'm not a uh, <laughs> not a strings. That's the, the guitar. Yes. Drums, a little bit when I was a kid, you know, but... Uh, no, never. But trumpet, I played, I knew how to read music a little bit. My brother's actually, all can decide... Uh, a musician by trade. He's a oh, nice. keyboard piano since he's a little kid. That's like, awesome. He ultra play, successful. He plays? Yeah. That's great. No, he's he plays for decades. Like and so That's he, awesome. He's played on a lot of he worked uh, with a band for a lot of years on cruise ships, uh like making good money and, and uh he's plays in this for a lot of years for a wedding band, but they do like these big, big Big weddings, like big money weddings. That's great. Does, well. Does he enjoy doing the cruise ship thing? Does he still he do did that? Not anymore. He did it but years did ago. did he enjoy it? He liked it. It was a grind, though. He said it was every night they were playing. Yeah, they, right. They were working. But, yeah, he's he's always, such a little kid, he's always been, like, really. That's awesome. He's an amazing musician. Like, That's cool. But my family, like, in Italy, my grand-grandfather, my grandfather, they were all musicians in Italy. Uh, my brother got the musician uh, gene from them. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, he's go. really, really good on piano player and keyboard player. Tremendous. I so. played the uh, clarinet a little bit when I was a kid. Oh, Woodwind Jones. Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> Just clarinet. You're like a Kenny Barely. G. Kind of like Kenny G, but different. <laughs> Very different. <laughs>
You like Kenny G? Yeah. You like uh, Kenny? Right. Yeah, Kenny G. <laughs> nah, if nah, it can't be. It's not PC, so I won't say. It. You don't want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the yeah, I, I, yeah. There's a lot of musical um, dirty jokes we could tell. Oh no! Yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of ways. Oh yes, I would say I was the poor man's Kenny G. Very poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, Taz yeah. and the Moose with oh. you. On this Tuesday morning, 855-212-4CBS. There you have it. Your pigskin pile up here on this Tuesday morning. We'll come back. The uh, 2020 Hall of Fame ballot for Major League Baseball is out. Bobby Carpenter is going to join us a little later on this hour as well. As we roll along right with you, right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah. Yeah. I got a little angry at somebody on the the internet. Um, Andrew Bogus is here. Uh, Andrew, Andrew. uh, good morning. Yes. Mm. We we say good morning to him. Ten good times morning. already, so we have I to like to say good morning uh, to everyone. Let's try and go at it a little bit more organic this time. So here's the thing. Wow. Andrew, wow. I'm just being honest wow. with you, son. I'm just being wow. honest. Don't wow. get upset. Uh, good morning, Andrew. Oh, good morning. God almighty. So anyway. Thank you, Moose. I appreciate that. Andrew, I'm glad you're still alive. When he says Thank good you. morning a hundred times every segment, don't acknowledge him. See what he does. What do you mean? Oh, let's continue to say good morning. I know you will. That's yes. what makes it funny, good actually. Good morning. There's a poll up, Andrew. Taz, good morning. Did you, you. Good morning, Moose. Did you vote on the poll? Did you vote on? I party? was not made aware of the poll. So well, I the poll not... was said on national radio. The last segment. I so, must have missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So there's a poll. Who should be the NFL MVP? Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson? Fair so, question. So Moose feels it should be Russell Wilson. Moose gave a, a really good diatribe on it. I couldn't get a word in, but I got a little bit in, and then oh, I that's... gave <laughs> I gave my end on Lamar yes, Jackson. You're, you're a quiet co-host. <laughs> so. Right That's now, I, describe you. I, I want to give you an update, Moose. Oh, here, oh, an update. Well, let's. How about this? Well, we get Andrew's opinion. Oh, we have the sound effects. So well, we can't Andrew, right you're. A, you're Sorry. Well, hold on a second, Andrew. Your uh, opinion. Who would you we vote had, for? Did the sound effect. There's a system we well, have. Here. I understand. Well, oh, wait you, a minute. You asked him. Effect. Wait, hold on a second. But you didn't finish the thing. You you <laughs> ask him. Basically, we have a poll going out. I know. And then you go to the results of the poll right. and you leave him hanging. It was a little bit disjointed. Yeah, I know. yeah. You but leave him hanging out there. Let the people get on me for my trite comment of good morning. No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna let the people wait for Andrew because he's. Oh, it's a tease. He's a good tease. Social media update, Moose. All right, let's go. Who should be the NFL MVP? Hashtag we over. There it is. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. Right now, Lamar Jackson's winning 76% over Russ Wilson. Nice. We over nation is speaking loud and clear. Yeah. All uh, right, right. Uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew. So, Moose, you went with Russell Wilson. I was. Taz with Lamar Jackson, so I'm breaking the tie. Why does it matter who went with well, what to you? It, well, and Mike was with Russell Wilson, and Bilotti said without a shadow of a doubt, it's Lamar Jackson. No, wait, Pete agreed with Taz? Correct, oh, yes. Wow. Stunning. And, and so did 74% coming. of the audience. Stunning. Yeah, okay. Because they're all Pete's. So, there you go. Yeah. Stunning. It's an so audience now that Moose just set the table for you to lean yes. with Moose, because that's what he just did. He I did not. I, 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 know I, what ex- he did. I fully expect him to say Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna that's s- the, he's that's riding man. the hot hand. He's going to. Oh, my God. No, You're saying I'm, that this guy rides the hot hand. That's all he does. He's a fence rider. That's what Andrew Bogus is now. He's I not a, a media not a fence rider. Well, I said, 
I, I was no. going to ride the sympathy card and it, go with Moose. Thank you. On what might wow. be his last day on the earth. Wow. I'm not dying. Jeez. I don't know. Taz, I heard that part where Taz was talking about coughing things I heard up. that and... part. <laughs> Love that. It was a loogie. <laughs> it was bad. It was. A, it it was... sounded like it was a piece of your lung, the way Taz was describing it. It was it, heavy. It, it, was, a, it was a loogie. It sounded little... like part of his small intestine came out of his esophagus. It was a little under the, the trash can. in the garbage can. Like, yeah, and then Taz then references last hour everything I ever every sickness I've had since we launched January second two thousand eighteen. He can't remember a conversation we had last week, but he's running down my sicknesses uh, dating back to last February. Uh, it's amazing. I know, right? Uh, you know, it's that's uh... oh my god. So what do you got, Haas? What do you think? Uh, it's Lamar Jackson. Wow, by there a whisker. There you go. A whisker. A whisker. By a nose. By a whisker. I was expecting a, a hot mask. take for Moose on this, like that, that you're disagreeing with Moose. That's sacrilegious. No, he agreed here. with you. Well, Pete the Body disagreed and, uh, with you, and you, you got all over for a second or two. Well, now, well, I got over Pete because he's like, without a doubt. I mean, that's a little strong here. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, there's doubts. I mean, come on. That's that's a little that's a strong statement by Bilotti. Hot take, fresh out of the oven. Hot take. That really is. <laughs> but that's that's overstating it. Is it not Bilotti? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> I love it, man. Stick to it, Pete. That's it, buddy. I'm with Pete. Back I in agree, the microwave. Pete. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with Pete. He's right. He's right, though. The guy, the toughest guy to prepare for is Lamar Jackson. I'm just looking at results. I'm not it's, telling you Lamar Jackson's not the toughest guy to prepare for. you can't just look at results, Moose. Ta- Taz, I look at the player that makes up for more. I, I, I think Baltimore is probably a little bit more physically gifted of a team than the uh, than I don't Seattle disagree, Seahawks. but... He makes his teammates also better around him. Give Lamar some credit for that, too. Uh, it, we're, we're splitting hairs here. If you, I, I still think Wilson's the MVP of the league. He might ah! not, right. At this stage, I do. Uh, well, I, I, I agree do. with Pete. How about that? I know you do. Well, he agreed with me, but I'm going to give Pete the nod on this. Well, thank you. Yes, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to say that you're over the top. What would you say without well, a shadow of a doubt? Is that what you said? Yeah, well, the best well, coach flipped. in the league. I mean, Taz flipped last week we were talking about. I said flip. Wilson. I flipped? Hold on a minute. No, last week we were talking about You said, you're, I agree with you, Wilson's the MVP. I never said that. That's... Is that on the record? That is on the record. That was on the air. Mikey B remembers every word that's said here. Mike, I don't remember that. Yes, we... I, I actually don't, but... I'm guessing it would have to. I'll have to look back. We're talking about back. Wilson, but it's well, fine. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. You just call me out that I double talk. That's fine now. No, you said you've changed your mind. It's not double talking. It's the MVP of the league. We're not. This is not. We're not talking about world peace here. Right, Mark Jackson throws out eight this is not interceptions. A, we're not looking at peace doctrine. Uh, you know, this I know. Is, I just this is a vote for MVP of the league. It is. A, it's something that can change over the course of the year. Uh, I still think it's Wilson, and I understand Lamar Jackson has made a, a serious run here at it, uh, and I think he's right there. I think it could go either way toward the end of the year. I think it's going to be Why an interesting race. Why did you race. just throw that in there that I flipped? Why would you bring that up? That's really sad. Be- Why is that sad? Last week we were having a conversation. I said, I still think Russell Wilson's the MVP, and I, you said, I agree with you. Well, that might have been last week. Things change. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Bogus. Take it away. Guys, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers are really annoying. Rivers takes the snap at his belt. Frank Clark coming for him. A fade route right side. It's intercepted! 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 Dirty Dan Sorensen picks it off! One of the biggest interceptions for Dirty Dan's career! And the Chiefs shut the gate on Phillip Rivers! Mitch.
Mitch Schultis on oh, Chiefs Radio. Dirty. That guy. It's all about that guy. I love Hands it. Hands up, city. It's no, 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 no. Don't love him. He's an egomaniac. That's what he is. I think it's. I, I, I'm with Bogus. Well, of I do course like you are. It. I think it's entertaining. It's not entertaining because it's the same bit every freaking time. Hands up, city. And he screams, yells. He makes it about him. I'm sick of him, and when his team doesn't win the Super Bowl, he's going to be sitting home eating popcorn like me watching it. Saying Kansas City in his den. I had the Bengals-Raiders game on on Sunday, and I could have, for the life of me, I could have, and I think Hardy Nickerson's son, right, who played at Illinois, I believe is on the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I think he is on the Cincinnati Bengals. Anyway, he's active on Sunday. I could have swore. That Brent Mus- because I was looking at the Raiders broadcast, I could have uh, swore that Brent Musburger said uh, an old favorite of ours, Hardy Nickerson, is active for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. I, I hope someone told him it's his son. I hope it's someone not- told him Hardy- it's 2019. Hardy oh Nickerson, God, Hardy Nickerson is Brent like Musburger. 52 years old. Right. I, mean, I mean, he wore crimson buck uniforms, didn't he? he? Uh, yeah, like he's- Hardy Nickerson was a. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's. <laughs> so, yeah, I could have sworn he wore a leather helmet. I, I wish I could have. I an wish I had the rewind us. feature on it. But he was like an old friend of a, or an old friend of the NFL. Hardy Nickerson's uh, active for the Bengals. <laughs> what a story this is! At Fifty-two like, years old. I, I'm like Hardy Nickerson. Oh, like, oh, that's like his son. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals are so bad; they're letting old men play. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Uh, So the Chargers, Mitch Holtis or not, lose 24-17 to those Chiefs in Mexico City last night. Four interceptions for Rivers as his team drops to 4-7. Tua Tunga-Vailoa expected back in Tuscaloosa in the next few days after surgery yesterday morning in Houston. Tua should be able to resume athletic activities in three months. In the NBA last night, the Clippers down the Thunder, 90-88 on a late Paul George three. Minnesota won in Utah, 112-102. And third-ranked Michigan State took care of Charleston Southern, 94-46. Guys? All right. Uh, good job, Andrew. Appreciate it. We're going to chat with Bobby Carpenter. Uh, he's going to join us next. Former star at Ohio State NFL linebacker analyst now. has joined us before. We'll run around the National Football League with him. It's Taz of the Moose on a Tuesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. On this Tuesday morning, it is Taz and the Moose with you. A lot of football reacting to the Monday night game, all the drama, the two injury, plenty to chat about. As right now, we welcome aboard friend of the program, and that is uh, Bobby Carpenter, NFL analyst, seven-year NFL linebacker, star at Ohio State in the National Football League. He joins us now. Hey, Bobby, Taz and the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. What's up, Bobby? Taz Moose, always a pleasure, gentlemen. How are you doing, Bobby? Everything good? Yeah, I'm good. Just a point in the year, you know, you're getting around the holidays, uh, all the travel, working, you know, TV, radio, get it's a little bit of a grind, but I guess it's nothing relative to playing, but you just get a little tired, get a little cold at this point in the year. No, I can understand it. I can understand it. You know, Bobby, we were having a, a good conversation in terms of MVP in the National Football League, right? Uh, Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Uh, right now, who do you think, who would you give your MVP vote to? Uh, you know, surprisingly, I did not think I would be saying this at the beginning of the year because I thought he had a lot of work to, to do, a lot of room to grow, but 
you know, you would have to argue that it's Lamar Jackson. I, I don't. I think that with what he's been able to do, they've they've built an offense around him. You know, with some of the unique uh, personnel groupings, you got three tight ends on the field a lot. But his ability to just change the game with his legs is something that you know, people say you haven't seen since like a Michael Vick, maybe a Randall Cunningham. You know, but I would argue like, he's just as fast, if not maybe even more elusive than those guys. But he's bigger and he's strong. So he pulls through tackles. Rarely do you see guys get a solid hit on him. You know, he gets out of bounds. He's got great top-end speed. And then what's probably the most impressive is you know, he, he throws the football with, with pretty great and impressive touch. Like, he may not necessarily have that cannon of an arm and be able to push the ball like, on a rope outside the numbers, but with what he does in their play-action game and his ability to just flip his wrist and drop a ball in the bucket, like, it's, it's pretty impressive. And I didn't think he'd be this far in his development this early in his career. Yeah, one more thing, uh, Bobby, if you don't mind, uh, on Lamar Jackson, because Moose and I were talking about last week and, and, and today a little bit too. Speak on it from a defensive player perspective or bring us in like a room of a, with a defensive coordinator. How difficult it is to prepare for, for Lamar Jackson because he's, he's kind of unpredictable out there once he takes that snap. Yeah, and so, you know, typically the, the, the verbiage you'll hear people use is we've got to spy him, which means in coverage, you know, you're going to have one guy that's locked on to, to making sure that if he scrambles, you're going to be able to chase him down when he breaks the pocket. And so what that does defensively, it limits the coverage you can run. It simplifies it for the quarterback, so it's a huge advantage for him. But the problem is with that spy, and, you know, my rookie year I did this. We played the Falcons against Michael Vick, like, I mean, it was, I was paranoid all game and ended up doing a pretty decent job on him. But, you know, you want to eliminate the space and close down to him. But Michael Vick was, you know, 5'11", a smaller dude. And right. so I was like, if I can just get my arms on him and wrap his legs, he'll be done. And so it's tough to close down on a guy like that. But if you get to him, you're good. Because you watch Lamar Jackson, he's the fastest guy on the field. And then you'll see guys try to hit him with an arm tackle. And I'm watching him pull through it. And so you look at the guys you could potentially spy him with, there may only be two or three guys in the NFL that are capable of getting there, and then even once they get there, being able to tackle him and bring him to the ground. And so that's, it's a very, very precarious situation. Whenever you play him now, you're probably going to have to play a lot of zone to make sure everybody has their eyes back, and you're going to, basically going to be giving up five yards most of the time because you know, there's no way that you're going to be able to get there before he, when he breaks his pocket before he picks up at least a little bit of a chunk of yardage. Uh, Bobby, when you look at this Pat's offense right now, Brady has echoed, you know, and certainly he's frustrated, a little bit concerned. Are you frustrated? Are you concerned when you look at this, what this Patriot team offensively is right now? Yeah, you know, they've struggled a little bit, and they're getting wins, and they're kind of ugly. But you have to remember, if you go back, you know, this isn't always, you know, the past 10 years how the Pat's offense has looked. Everybody remembers kind of Randy Moss on and how they've always been. But if you look how they won their first three Super Bowls, they were a team that really played great complementary football. Like They weren't great on offense. They weren't great on defense. Their rankings were in like the low teens for both. But they played a really good game on both sides of the ball together. And so they didn't necessarily score a lot of points, but they always had made sure that they, their defense was in good field position, didn't necessarily turn the football over. And so I look at this Pats team a little more like that. I think getting Harry back off IR, that's going to help some. But it's, they're going to have to develop that rapport quickly. And, you know, they've, they've done a pretty good job of running the ball in unique and creative ways, and they're going to have to find a way to continue to do that to take pressure off of their defense, which is really good, but they're at their best when they're not on the field a lot. You're listening to Taz the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Bobby Carpenter, NFL analyst, seven-year NFL uh, linebacker. Uh, Bobby, so 
you know, last night, Philip Rivers, they're playing down in Mexico, the Chargers and the, and the Chiefs. I got to ask you, man, point blank, do you think Rivers is the QB of, of uh, the Chargers next year? You know, he's a free agent, and with kind of how he's playing now, it doesn't look like it. You know, he still is capable of making those great throws. You saw the deep ball to Mike Williams that he drops in the bucket from 40 yards away, but, you know, he misses, he's missed a lot of throws. He, he, he was never a great athlete to begin with, but he's even less mobile now than he was. You know, heck, he's like 37, 38 years old. And they have a really young roster. Like, they have young wide receivers. They've got a pretty young defense. They've got some young, talented running backs. And I don't know if you want, like, a full reset, but you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do with that position because as good as he's been for as long as long as he has, like, I think his best days now are obviously behind him. And you're going to be moving you know, into a new stadium in L.A., and you're going to have to try to garner some attention and make sure that you're getting fans showing up because that's, that's also another big problem for the Chargers. No, it certainly is. Uh, Bobby, when you look at the NFC right now, obviously you got the Packers with eight wins, the Vikings with eight, the Saints with eight, the 49ers with nine, the Seahawks with eight. Uh, you know, a lot of quality at the top. It's a wide-open NFC. But, Bobby, if we asked you here on this Tuesday morning, you know, which team do you think ends up st- being the last team standing uh, in the NFC? Which team would you? Which team right now would you get behind? You know, I think the, the Saints are the most complete team top to bottom. You know, look, they've been able to run the ball pretty well. They were, they were able to tread water without Drew Brees. Their defense is really good at all three levels, so they can defend people. You know, the question becomes, like, if they don't get home field advantage, I worry a little bit about them going outside to play late in the year. You know, Drew's older. You know, he had the thumb injury, grip on the football. You know, his arm was never the strongest. And as you get older, it just kind of you know, wears down throughout the course of the season. We saw that a little bit last year. I still think they're the best. They, I think they have the best you know, offensive mind in the NFC and Sean Payton and what he's able to do. Uh, they're a very complete team, but they're going to need home field advantage, in my opinion, if they're going to try to make a Super Bowl run. Hey, Bobby, so the whole thing uh, with Garrett and Mason Rudolph and the helmet and everything, and all the fight and all that jazz, are uh, you surprised um, that Mason Rudolph didn't get any games? Uh, not really. Like, I think both guys probably would have comparable suspensions. Had Garrett not swung the helmet and hit him, and I mean, that's like a big if right. in that situation. But what he did was so egregious, I think that it overshadowed the fact that at the beginning of the play, Mason Rudolph is frustrated because he threw four picks. Like, usually the guy that, out, that has the, the outburst is the guy that struggled all day, which was Mason Rudolph. He threw four interceptions. You know, he wasn't happy about getting thrown to the ground at the end. And the arguments were, why is Garrett sacking him? Why are you throwing a screen with 10 seconds left when you're down by 14 points? <laughs> right. Like, you know, it goes both ways on that. Just run the draw, get out of the game. But, uh, and then, you know, he makes real enough charges back into the fray. And so I think if, you know, Garrett drops the helmet and they kind of scuff a little bit, both guys probably get, like, fairly equal fines. But it's the fact that the helmet overshadows everything at that point. And, you know, then obviously there's Pouncey, there's Ogunjobi. Like, there's a lot of other factors that go into it. And then, you know, he's more the, the, I don't want to call him the victim. He instigated a little bit, but he's the guy that obviously, when you look at the threshold of everything that happened, he's by far at the bottom with what he did. Um, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, a little bit earlier about Carolina and the Panthers, their owner coming out. Do you, and he said not necessarily Cam Newton's days in Carolina are done, Bobby. Do you think, do you think Newton as a Panther is done? It kind of depends how the season turns out. You know, they were looking really good for a while without him. They've struggled a little bit. You know, Allen hasn't been quite as good lately. But you have to also look like they're maybe like two or three inches away 
of having a chance for a two-point conversion last week to go to overtime with Green Bay, and that may have completely changed the narrative you know, should they win that game. And so also they're probably going to want to see how Cam Newton responds. Like, it's tough. And when you're staring at 30 years old, you're an explosive athlete like Cam is at his size, and you have a Liz Frank injury in your foot, like – that's been career-ending for guys. And not to say that it will be for him, but I don't know if we'll ever see Cam Newton at that elite explosive level like he was early in his career. So that's something they're going to have to kind of navigate through you know, through the next couple of months. It wouldn't shock me if he's not there. Um, I don't know if they'd be able to get much in the trade market for him, but I could also see if there's a quarterback that falls to their lap in the draft that, you know what, maybe it's time to move forward. Or even if Allen continues to progress and he has him in the thick of the playoff hunt come Christmas. Hey, Bobby, we appreciate the time this morning. We do enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and thanks again, man. Bobby, thanks, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, Moose. Appreciate it, guys. You got it. Bobby Carpenter, uh, NFL analyst, uh, seven-year NFL vet. Uh, you know, great, all-time great Ohio State Hell of a guy. player. Oh, oh no doubt. Yeah. Dad was yeah. a player, too. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Gi- uh, not Giants. Where did he play? No, he played with the Giants. He did play with the Giants. Yeah, thought correct. Was the Giants. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, Bobby Carpenter wrapping up hour number two. We'll come back. We got the three for you. It's Taz and the Moose here on this Tuesday morning right here. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.